everybody. I am going to try to just power this first episode out and just give you an idea of who I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, this moment has been years in the works. Um, many of those years, I kind of didn't even realize that this is where it was all going to lead. I would say that my life, <laughs> you know, I'm going to back it up. I'm going to back it up and I'm going to start with back in like 2017 or 2018, I inherited this really cool Zodiac calendar type sign, really cool piece of art. And when we got it home, I just kind of leaned it up back against a couch and my toddler at the time knocked it over and shattered it. So I'm pretty sure that's when Weird Mageddon started. I, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, world. I think I kind of broke the Zodiac calendar. I put it back together the very best that I could. But, you know, they say there are no coincidences. And the timeline kind of like, kind of adds up. <laughs> I'm kind of teasing. But so... Things in my life for the last few years have snowballed in a, in a very large way of massive event after massive event after massive event and mountain after mountain after mountain for me to climb. And I was always able to juggle it for the most part. I would have my breakdowns. I'd have my rough moments. Um, there would be times where my emotions would get the best of me, but I was always able to go back through and, and identify the lesson and grow and learn and adjust my perspective and my angle or adjust my sights, however you want to consider or word that. And then my dad died and that knocked me off my feet that it knocked me the fuck out, um, in a huge way. It knocked me out, but I woke up and when I woke up, I was changed. I was a different person. I, I was fighting for myself for the first time, truly, truly fighting for myself and fighting for my life in a huge way. And that wasn't easy. That was, I then, after that moment, after I picked myself up off the dirt and came to, hypothetically speaking, I then was faced with this enormous battle, this enormous mountain that I had to figure out how to summit. And for the first time in my life, I was having to do that without my dad as a guiding beacon, as my lighthouse, as my North Star. But I realized I could learn to embody that, that my dad had left me all the tools and education and knowledge and wisdom I needed to be able to pick myself up and to make the most out of this. He had taught me how to alchemize. He had taught me how to turn, turn the shittiest things that life could hand you into lessons of gold and to do it with a sense of humor and with a smile and a cynical laugh, but also a spiritual essence. And a, a wide perspective. And so 
I made that determination that I'm, I lost my guiding star. I lost my lighthouse, but I knew how to build one. I knew how to turn. I had everything I, I had everything I needed, everything I needed. He gave me everything. I could not have asked for a better, better father. And that's not to say that we didn't have our rough times. We had to learn and grow throughout our relationship as my teenage years, as he, as he was figuring out what it meant to parent, how to be a parent. And I was figuring out how to be a human and trying to figure out who I was. There were times of resistance and growth, but ultimately the lessons that he taught me and the relationship that we had became one of understanding and growth where we would talk to one another and consider multiple perspectives and help each other see the perspectives we were missing, or at least he would help me. So here I was facing this world for the first time without my master, (laughs) if you will. I mean, my dad, my guiding light and going, there's no one that's going to be able to replace him, but I know how, but he gave me all the, all the tools I needed to build my own light. And, and I mean this in a very emotional sense and my outlook on life and how I was handling adversity and the things that were coming. And I started to get a handle on things. I really did. Then the pandemic hit. I was so calm. I had reached a point of like peace in my life. I was for, I was moving forward with great momentum. I was building upon taking taking all the the rocks that life had thrown at me and turning them into just a solid foundation. So when the pandemic hit and everybody was freaking out, I was relieved. <laughs> I mean not that sound excuse me that sounds awful. But what I meant by what I mean by that was I was free to not have to worry about anybody else for that moment. And I could focus on the growth that I was trying to achieve. And I could focus on finding my way out of the maze that I was stuck in, in my head, rather than having to cultivate and maintain external relationships, which were complicating the process for me because of where I was in in my grieving process. Um, I was completely lost and finding and learning to find my way through, learning to find my way in the dark. So... The pandemic was a the break I needed from having from feeling the obligation to interact with people, to go to family events, to mingle, throw parties, all these things. That I I needed that break. I personally, as an individual, needed to be able to just zero in on my immediate surroundings and make sense of everything life had thrown at me for the past couple of years. So it was good. And as I was starting to make sense of it, I, my tolerance for the bullshit that went along with it went down because I was tired of having to deal with really hard things that I didn't have to deal with anymore. And I didn't want to. And as a result, I found myself just clawing to save myself or to break free of these things and wanting certain individuals in my life to break free as well. And so I was hitting a lot of resistance. 
because I didn't want to leave anybody behind, but I didn't want to stay where things were. I didn't want to stay in the dark. I wanted to move on. I wanted to move towards more positive mindsets, towards finding the good that's in the bad and clinging to that rather rather than focusing on negativity. And then the whole world just decided, oh, well, let's focus on everything negative. So I was on this journey of just like enlightenment, if you will, my own personal enlightenment and wanting to just see the good in everything and take the lessons and grow and realize that life isn't that bad and it's just a journey and it's all experience. And then the whole world, it felt like the whole world came at me for wanting to be positive. I wasn't buying into fear. I wasn't allowing myself to be totally controlled. I was respecting guidelines that were put into place, but I also wasn't hysterical about it. I didn't, to me, I was at peace. This made, it made sense. I don't know. That whole thing is kind of hard to articulate. As a result of that, I found myself swimming in a world where I had found this calm, calmness in the dark and this understanding of being able to alchemize or to transmute your pain into energy and into positive forward growth. And then I, the whole world turned into this brick wall. Boom. What are you talking about? You can't, you can't be this positive. People are dying. The world's coming to an end. Everything's negative. Everything's crazy. Everybody hates each other. This was so much, and it was so much more than just the world. It was also kind of in in interpersonal relationships. I had found myself at a point of feeling completely alone. An event took place in which I, my emotions did get the best of me, but I stand firmly in what I said. And I felt like an absolute asshole. I was told I was an asshole from somebody involved in the situation that kind of knocked me off my feet and felt like a punch to the gut because of what I had, what I had put up with up until that point to become the asshole. The level of bullshit that I had taken and taken and taken and been empathetic to and worked for when I finally snapped and I fought back, I was told, well, you're a fucking asshole. And I was so alone, so alone. And I snapped in a, in a, in a weird way. I didn't like snap I don't know. It was a, it was a different, it was a different kind of snap. Just was like, fuck it. I have no one to talk to. I'm just gonna, like my walls just came down. Like the universe, you fucking broke me universe. That I was so broken in that moment. I made the mistake and maybe not the mistake. Maybe it was all just part of the dominoes falling the way that they were meant to being so broken and so alone and being prompted by a post by the only celebrity that I had ever followed and a wonderful musician that I still am absolutely a fan of. And I was feeling so alone and so rejected and so misunderstood at that time that I kind of, I wouldn't say I totally lashed out, but I also didn't approach a situation with as much respect and humility as I feel for it and understanding as I felt. I was triggered by her post and just tired of no one standing up and going like, this is not like normal. <laughs> What's going on in society is not healthy. And I approached that and turned it in. And I, I just kind of spilled my guts to the internet. Didn't think 
anybody would really see, anybody of consequence would see it. I mean, that sounds awful. Everybody matters. You, every single person matters. But I didn't think it was going to be put on blast the way that it was. And I was not emotionally prepared for the backlash that came when the celebrity targeted that side convert, that vo- very, very raw and vulnerable side conversation that I was having in the dark. I didn't, never in a million years would I have thought this idol of mine would have read my comments in my conversation. Never would it, like, didn't even cross my mind that that could happen. I was just alone. I was just alone and looking for anybody, any, any reaching out for any hand. I don't know what her intent was. I still don't. And I really didn't want to use this story, but it, at all in this podcast, I kind of wanted to let, let that one go and call it what, what it was and ca- make it a campfire story. But the reality of it is, is it was a major domino that knocked over in this process that brought me to where we are now. So yeah, so she put it on blast and I don't know what the intent behind her comment was or what the emotion behind her comment was. It was very up to interpretation. She could have been relating to what I was saying or she could have been mocking what I was saying. Her followers took it as her mocking me and they let it be known and ripped me to shreds and one of which in a very violent manner like very threatening way that scared me not knowing how crazy some people out there are I had never exposed myself in that kind of way on the internet like ever in a public way where anybody could see I was not thinking clearly in that moment it was just an absolute sheer moment of vulnerability and I got shot down in the middle of it And the recoil from that was embarrassing. And I made an ass out of myself so many ways because here I was a misfit being told I don't fit in by the misfits, you know, and going, God, I really fucking am this alone in the world. Like, what the hell? What did I say? That was so wrong. Like, why was my experience not? Why did it? so much violence and anger and hatred out of so many people in an instant and I fought back not out I mean out loud for a minute and I feel like an ass for those parts absolutely was spinning was spinning trying to figure out how to make sense of this and so I just went pure fighter mode it was it was absolutely primal absolutely primal. Just fuck you. You don't know who I am. You don't know my experience. You don't know how fucking strong I am or how much bullshit I have laughed at or how hard I fought to become who I am. Fuck every single one of you who came at me for having a different experience than you. I didn't ask you to try to understand me. I didn't ask for you to attack me trying to get a celebrity's attention. You don't know me. I know me. I know me. And that's what that instance at the end, that experience, excuse me, taught me was I don't give a fuck. If she's my idol, she doesn't know shit about me and she has no idea how strong I am. I know how strong I am and I don't care if she thinks I'm weak. It still hurt. (laughs) That sounds absolutely loony and crazy. But that, that situation catapulted me into being willing to and understanding my own strength and accepting it and being okay and standing up for it 
I guess, saying, I deserve to be heard. Even if you don't agree, I deserve to have a voice. I've worked fucking hard to be who I am, and I don't deserve to be shut down. I can be heard. I can understand. We can communicate. I was trying to communicate. That was the first domino of moving me, of activating me in a way that I was going to truly move. My dad dying was what knocked me out. The celebrity calling me out was the first like universal move. The first time the universe first forced me to move. It, was, it felt like a galactic force just catapulting me. And it was the most uncomfortable situation, an entirely uncomfortable situation. But it catapulted me to the next step that I didn't see coming. A few months later, I received an email from a producer at iHeartRadio thanking me for my submission, submission to the Atlantic magazine and that they loved what I wrote in, but they wanted to discuss it on a podcast. And as I read this email, I went, what the fuck? What did I, a submission to the Atlantic? What? I had no idea, no idea what this person was talking about, thinking maybe I got someone else's email, but they were addressing me by name. So I had to like stop and go search through my email boxes and find the email that he was referencing. I agreed to move forward with it after reading it. But once I talked to this producer and went further into the vetting process, I explained that my email was was a smaller piece to a bigger puzzle, was a small piece to a huge puzzle. And I didn't want to address the piece. I wanted to address the puzzle. And what prompted me to send in the email, not the contents of what the email was. The producer was totally cool with it. He's like, this is absolutely great. We can segue into it. Let's keep moving forward. And so for me, this was a dream. This was an absolute dream come true. And it wasn't making sense because here I was, having had one celebrity pay attention to my voice in a moment that was completely caught me off guard. And then here I am being asked to appear on a podcast produced by a major production company with a New York Times bestselling author, which is my shoot for the stars dream. And I had no false illusion of like creating a relationship with this host, but I looked at the opportunity of, I want to write a book and my my absolute vision board dream is to be a New York Times bestselling author. This is an opportunity to network or to make an impression on people who have achieved this dream. Like how amazing is that? It was like a, to me, even though it may have been just a little small step up the ladder towards my dream, it was a step nonetheless. I didn't have any grand illusions of being like, oh, she's going to, we're going to have exchange numbers and we're going to talk all the time. No, absolutely not. It was just an opportunity, a golden opportunity to use my experience and some of the life situations I have had dealt with to help others and to speak to other people and be like, you're not alone. And it was also an opportunity to have a phone, a conversation with somebody who had achieved my wildest dream. That was like the universe handing me this gift. It's like everything on the silver platter. Here's your silver spoon. This is everything you want. We were green lights go. Everything was scheduled. It was good to go. I just had to review the contract and sign it and send it back. And that's where my gut, something didn't sit right. I read over the contract and I think ultimately the contract made me feel devalued. It 
made me feel like a pawn in someone else's game. Ultimately, I realized I don't want to give control over my likeliness to someone who doesn't know me, someone who hasn't even given me the opportunity to speak with me directly. The host I had never even heard from. And so here I was being asked to have this, I mean, being offered to have this opportunity to share a piece of my soul with people, with someone who couldn't even be bothered to send me an email, with someone who had absolutely no idea who I was and wasn't going to get to know me at all prior to recording. And I was giving this person complete control over how I'm presented. It dawned on me that the situation that I had, part of the, part of the topic of what I had written in about was not a situation that I was comfortable talking about without permission of some of the other party involved. So here I was looking at everything on my dream, but the cost was my integrity or the cost was my sense of self and, my, and the control over my individuality. The day or two before the taping was, was to take place, I was sick to my stomach. I had so much anxiety. I was shaking. I didn't know what to do. I didn't feel like I should move forward without giving these people an idea, of who, a true idea of who I am. I felt like it was unfair for them to ask me to just, oh, give, me, give us your likeliness and your story, but we're not going to take the time to understand you as an individual or you as a person. We just want your story. I <laughs> learned from the prior experience of writing in an impassioned moment, writing a letter to a celebrity, kind of telling them off, that I wasn't going to tell this person off, but I wanted to make known who I was and that I valued myself and that I knew my strengths and I knew my weaknesses and my intent was not to be their project, but to be a beacon and to be, to reach you, to reach people. I wasn't trying to be, be someone's puppet. I, I was trying to reach out to the rest of humanity and go, Hey, I'm having an existential crisis too. <laughs> you with me? I'm, who else is having an existential crisis? So I sent this lengthy email just saying, I respect myself too much to be roped into pettiness, essentially. Then it's not pettiness. It wasn't pettiness, but it, to being, I didn't want to be roped into being reduced down to one piece of a, the puzzle that I am. I, I didn't want one little section of the picture of me to be seen and that be my legacy, anonymous or not. I chose my integrity at the end of the day over my dreams, and it was a hard decision, but one I'm very proud of. I cried, and I felt like I was just gifted an opportunity. I stumbled on one by accident a few months prior, and I botched it. I dropped the ball. I was being given an opportunity a golden opportunity saying, hey, here's your chance. And I said, no, my individuality is not worth this opportunity. Or it might, is worth more than this opportunity. Though I'm extremely proud of that decision, it was still a hard one to make. I still felt like 
the universe had put my dreams, my wildest dreams within reach and said, but there's a catch. And I chose myself. I'm proud of that. Then a few months later, I stumbled into another opportunity that has led to this moment. And I don't know if they're all connected. I don't know how the web is spun. But I know that somehow I've been funneled to this moment. I don't know what life holds. And I don't know where this is all going to head. I guess this is my moment of sending my own satellite in my own way out to the universe. Like, what do you, what the fuck do you want from me, universe? You had me noticed by my dream, by noticed by my idol in a way that knocked me flat on the floor. You offered me in a, my dream, my absolute dream. And I chose my, but I had to sacrifice my integrity and then you've led me here. <laughs> and I, I feel like there's something I'm missing. I feel like I'm missing a piece of the puzzle and I don't get it. And this is the conversations that I wish I could have with my dad. If I could tell my dad like, hey, look at everything that's happened since you died. Like help me make sense of this because this doesn't make sense. But my dad's not here anymore. So it's up to me, right? I got to figure it out on my own. I'm trying. I'm trying to put together all the pieces that I can. I'm trying to put it together and make it make sense, but so I've, I'm missing something. Something isn't... Like, I'm either fucking batshit crazy. I'm either absolutely crazy or I'm absolutely crazy. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck do you want from me, universe? Here I am. This is my signal. Sending it out. Help me fill in the missing piece. Where, what, what, what is going on with the world? Where are we headed? What is my role in it? Do I have a role? Am I being crazy to think that I might have a role? You see, I seem to be being pushed in a direction, but it feels absolutely crazy to follow it. But when I don't, everything feels out of alignment. You know, people talk about surrendering to the universe. I never, ever would have guessed or thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing in this very moment and recording this podcast. Even, even if, you, if you would have asked me six months ago if, you, if I would have thought this was going to come this is this was going to be a path I was going to take, I would have told you no. I was writing a book. I wasn't talking into a podcast. I was writing a book. But apparently, I felt, one way or the other, I have something to say. It's going to evolve. I don't really know fully the direction of everything, and I'm kind of okay just putting this messy side out there. Because this is the real. This is this is where I'm truly at is like I really kind of feel batshit crazy for doing this. But 
I feel like I'm supposed, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This probably doesn't make sense to, to a lot of people. And it, this is a mess and rambling and so much backstory. But if I could talk to my dad about it, he would make it make sense. And I think I know what he would say me, but say to me, but I'm also running from that. Every time that I've stood up, I've been knocked down. And every time that I've tried to belong, I've not fit. And so history teaches me one thing, but my gut is pushing me to something different. And I'm just going with it. And if I fail, I fail. And if I reach my shoot for the star's dream, that's pretty cool too. And it's it came down a very unconventional path and one that I didn't didn't see. It wasn't on my radar. I'm just rolling with it. I'm just going with what I feel and moving with intention and integrity. And I want to talk to people and I want to help people and I want to reach out to those out there that might feel lost in the maze of life and not sure where to turn or how what their next step is or how to even identify the next step. I've been there. I've been there. And I've kind of learned how to navigate my way around. I still get lost from time to time, and I will, and I'll still learn other connections that your brain can make and the universe can make. Typically, you only learn that you're lost once you've already once you're lost and are trying to find your way back or your way through. Um, I'm just trying to find my way through. I have a strong desire to help people feel seen and to help them make sense of their minds and to work through my own and to get to a point where I just have a good, easy, like understanding that I'm, that things are good and calm and just ex- exactly how they're meant to be to learn what we need to learn. Um, I am excited to talk to some people and help them along the journey and help myself and help each other and humanity and do my part in helping in trying to steer the ship in the right direction and, and get to a point where we understand and are, are leaning into love instead of fear and leaning into growth and understanding and education and knowledge, wisdom. None of us know what we're doing. Even though, even those who pretend that they have it all figured out, don't really know. They're just taking the best guess they can with the information that they have. All educated guesses, but no one knows. No one knows. I think if we can turn and start talking to each other and remember what makes us human and connect on the fact that we're all experiencing this world together, we're all here together, we're all humans and, and inhabitants of planet Earth, then I think we can maybe start gaining a fuller view and a more complete understanding of the trajectory we're on 
and we can turn these trials and these hard times that we're in through right now, we can turn them into lessons that catapult us into, turn them into lessons that catapult us where we need to go. Or we can let them consume us. And I want to do my part to turn all of this into gold and to move forward in a positive direction. I don't want to see us crash into the rocks. I want us to work together to build the lighthouse and one that can be seen from all angles. That's what I want. Let's find let's find that center point, that point where we can all connect the common the common denominator and trust the universe, trust the process and learn to grow. And I'm here to help guide, help learn. I don't know. I'm I'm just following the ethos. <laughs> I'm just going with what the universe has me feeling. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I will crash and burn. Maybe I'm crazy and and that's that. But maybe I'm not. Maybe I am trusting maybe trusting the universe is that surrender that people talk about. I don't know. I'm not surrendering, but I'm done fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. We can either communicate and grow together or we're going to destroy each other. And I I hope we lean into communication and growth. And on that note, uh, why don't we all go listen to good old Michael Jackson's Heal the World, and we'll talk to you next week.